Lime, duh. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Let's do it again, baby. Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, a podcast where comedians of they shake the wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I am your host, the host with the most viral stand-up about professional wrestling. Hey, what? Dead Black, a.k.a. Dunsky, uh, Black Amora. Thanks for nothing. Okay, what bad attitude. A.k.a. Donnie Capri, from that time I went to Italy! Seems like you're a little stupid, but you're actually wow, really very stupid. Very negative <laughs> soundboard today. AKA Donnie Wrestling. Shame. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. AKA the modern day goof and spoof. Raja. Uh, I gotta tell you, you are one weird dude. Wow, I'm getting hazed by the soundboard today. Coming at you like Cleopatra, baby, baby, gabba, 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 wee, gabba, 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 wee, gabba, 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 Wow, this girl, uh, she's mine. And this is hot garbage. She's fine. What up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action. For your satisfaction with all of our spicy, spicy week, Caliente Wrestling Reaction. Have a little sip. Yeah, and before we get into it, Erin, she's showing for the YouTubers. You can see she's already cracking into a LaCroix. I think she already already cracked it already, but as I, you know, I'm a purist. Wait, could you tell me one more time what flavor that is? Lime, duh. Ah. And now there's visual proof for people. Cheers. I'm going into glass today. You oh, see really? This? I like for that. ice, because these are non-refrigerated LaCroix. Uh, this is my last LaCroix. Yeah. Are you going to re-up? <laughs> I, ha- I might go to Gelson's tonight and get some more. I don't know. <laughs> for the I new got, listeners, we could be less sponsored by LaCroix. <sighs> Not yet. Still you couldn't help. do more work for something that doesn't love you back. Yo, we're tagging them in pics. I'm hashtagging. I'm tagging. They don't want anything to do with us. Very I think annoying. they're a dying brand, according to that article that we read. There was a. I don't. It's my article. It says, "Wake up and be awesome." Um. Anyway, you heard her. Before I get into the uh, the announcements, you heard her. Uh, as always, the first lady, Erin Finnerty. What and before we get into all the spicy, spicy wrestling action this week, I got a couple things to say. First thing is this podcast couldn't be more grassroots. This is one of the most grassroots podcasts on the market right now. I, I can't even get into our studio. They won't. No one will respond to me to even get the bell. The cow, the official cowbell. My bell. Uh, the I'm bell is in it. there. Yeah. It, 
it did break, I think, the last time we used it. But Yeah, uh, it's been broken. Yeah, the official cowbell, the cow, I can't get my cow banners, anything in the hood. We have a full hard drive of cow episodes, and they won't let me in there. So if you want to support this podcast, there's only one way to do it uh, besides listening and all the other ways. But patreon.com slash comedians <laughs> of wrestling. Donate a couple bucks a month, but it's not really a donation because you are getting stuff. We don't ask for handouts. Every week we have AEW NXT centric bonus episode. Uh, so we give those shows their proper due. Uh, and as well, we also have uh, probably the best thing going in the quarantine right now is uh, I'm loving it. The Cow Movie Club, uh, where Aaron and I and anyone and special guests sometimes like this week pop in and we dissect a weekly movie that features a pro wrestler in it with an asterisk. Sometimes it's a movie or that not. <laughs> feels like someone who's take. there's definitely an actor in this movie who's taken a class. <laughs> right. Uh, right. And this week, Aaron, and these episodes come out every Monday. What do we got? Oh, coming up this Monday on the Cow Movie Club, we are watching Kickboxer Vengeance, now available for streaming on Netflix, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dave Bautista. Right. And uh, what's out right now? Oh, right now you can check out this Monday's episode, which we uh, did with special guest John Gabris. The three of us watched Bloodsport which does not have a real professional wrestler in it, but it's got a tournament. It's got packs. It's got blood and sport and entertainment. So it, it fits. Minimal research. We could find someone in that movie who tried their hand at pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah. 100. <laughs> uh, yeah. So check that out. Uh, Great episode. I would say watch the YouTube feed. We put it up exclusively for Patreon, uh, Cal movie club members. We do dancing and we flex and, uh, Gabriel showed his nipples, so it's worth a watch. Yes, Gabriel flexes a lot in that episode. Yeah, uh, he's very proud of himself, a proud man. Yeah, uh, which is you know it's rare these days. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, you get <laughs> especially around out. these parts. <laughs> and I see all you guys joining Patreon, upgrading your memberships and stuff. Hope you're digging the movie dissections. We also, by the way, have uh, like the full years of 2018 and 2019 with a ton more uh, content, including the two nine to five episodes and a bunch yeah. more movie dissections. So if you're sitting around like, what do I do? Go back, baby, into the ar- dig into the archives that are the Patreon. Yeah. Um, also, guys, remember, I barely say this on the pod, but I should say it. Follow our social media accounts uh, at yeah. Cow Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Follow those, especially we're going to be posting some more stuff on uh, Instagram and whatnot. So make sure to follow. If you listen to the podcast, just give us a follow. Uh, yeah. Cool. And, and tell your friends to follow, too. Get yes. them in the loop. Get them in the mix. Also, we'll have a Money in the Bank stream on my Twitch channel this Sunday, twitch.tv slash Dan Black Attack. Um, we'll be starting whenever the kickoff show starts, so probably like 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, something like that. We'll be watching Money in the Bank, which uh, we'll get into, but I'm very excited for it. Loving all these concept matches. Uh, I think the number one perk of the quarantine for me is conceptual <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> That's number one. Uh, okay. Now, last announcement before we get into everything. I would just like to announce a new a new venture for me uh, uh, on this podcast is that I'm going to be starting uh, another podcast, uh, a, 
a, a uh, weekly podcast called the Damn Black Attack Podcast. <laughs> Don't worry, Cal Podcast will still be going strong. Uh, it's an idea I've had for a while, and now with the quarantine, I've had the time to actually put it together. But essentially, it's a podcast that uh, captures the spirit of Cal, the energy of Cal, but also um, – <clears throat> Brings in uh, more uh, of my opinions uh, outside and more of my point of view and more of my, the fun outside of the world of wrestling. So if you enjoy listening to me, uh, especially now that I can't be doing stand-up, <laughs> um, yeah. go check that out. Those episodes will be coming out Monday on Mondays, um, weekly. I'll have more information, but the first episode will go up uh, Monday, May, this Monday, May eleventh, uh, I believe, and I'll post that. And sometimes these episodes will have guests, um, sometimes they won't. Um, this first episode has a very special guest. My first guest for the Dan Black Attack podcast will be my wife Jamie Lee, uh, and we're discussing quarantine. But yeah, it's kind of a um, a podcast where I want to get into more topics but also be a little bit more honest. It's kind of the podcast I started because I'm like, I'm not really enjoying how everybody thinks that they know everything, you know what I mean? And then also, uh, 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 there's just a lot of extreme behavior going on. And my goal is to kind of just like, hey, I'm a guy. I'm just some guy. Here's here's what I think, but then also make you laugh. Hopefully, comfort you in these weird times. Weird times uh, <laughs> with some uh, mispronounced words and some rationality, and uh, hopefully, you find it funny uh, as well. Uh, in this first episode, my wife is encouraging me to um, meditate, and uh, so uh, I'm gonna. I can't I'm wait gonna, to hear it. <laughs> I'm gonna get more into the meditation, um, and. Uh, and and see, and then report on my findings on what, how am I feeling about meditating? Um, and, that's it. and you know what? I'm not afraid to get political on there as well. So if you don't like to hear anything political, I'm not the most. I'm not going to be like, you know, uh, when, this is. It's not. I'm not fucking uh, Colbert or whatever. Not, it's not my whole identity. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'm not afraid to call a spade a spade. So that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, cool. Anyway, let's talk about pro wrestling. So that's the Damn Black Attack a podcast. Uh, Can't wait to hear fun, it. Should be a fun podcast uh, slash experiment. Uh, if you dig what we're doing here, check it out. I'm pretty excited about it. Cool. Uh, all right. So anyway, you guys know we're going to talk about pro wrestling here. We need to talk about pro wrestling here. I would normally have Aaron ring the bell, but you know that UCB Theater has taken the bell hostage, so I'll uh, have to go for criminal. the virtual bell. <laughs> yeah. It's criminal. It's criminal. Um, the thing is, I drove by UCB a couple times. I'll say this. Uh-huh. Back, that's where our studio is. For new listeners, we used to record at the UCB studios, uh, uh, and uh, I drove by it. The gates closed, and like the whole like valet area is just like trashed. Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. God. Yeah. It's just like no, I don't think anyone is there. Like I think I, they know. locked. I think uh, they put it on lockdown and like yeah. I heard like a note. I think they said they set the alarm and just like right. no one has been or in or out since that happened. Doesn't someone gotta check that like I don't know like a mouse doesn't like chew the 
internet court or something. I don't know. <laughs> right? Like or something. that the valet area doesn't become like a dumpster for yeah, which is, homeless is people. What it's had. I think we yeah. had that like windstorm and like rain like in that like three weeks back or something. Yeah. And then yeah. I think it trashed the place and then no one did the old pickup job. No one job. cares. Anyway, anyway <laughs> uh, kind of crazy because the other thing I was thinking about today in terms of the pod, I, I'm so bummed that we didn't have Calmania. Uh, now, I'm not I trying know. to be negative. I'm not trying to like focus on the past and whatnot, but this year was truly like – and ex- like an experiment to put yeah, quotes yeah. of like we're going to Tampa and like it really was coming together but also I was just like this could be like a complete nightmare or like workout and I had a feeling it was like you know I tend to be negative uh, I can be pessimistic which my wife talks about in the damn black attack podcast this week, but, <laughs> uh, but like I uh, uh, I, I uh, uh, but I was feeling like yo I think this is gonna be like awesome and the reason yeah. I got bummed about it is I was like if next year's in LA like that I know is gonna be fucking kick ass cakewalk we yeah. can do that we already live here it's almost not enough of a challenge I'm, right. I might have put that show underwater put, you know put I mean? it in tampa go to tampa <laughs> we're still going to tampa calmania three because by the way i think we just skipped right to three calmania two is, is the ghost of calmania it's, it's ghost. for it's like been memorialized you can't skip it because it counts still i, I think of, i think about it daily i think the whole thing yeah. was like oh we were gonna pull off like this full calmania like us who right. don't do this all the time, right. pull off this full Calmania independently all the way in Tampa. It's across the globe. Yeah, am I the only one? Like, I feel like something, I, I feel like, uh, I, sometimes I, 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 I feel like a kid sometimes where I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, like the first time you got a paycheck as an adult oh. and then you were like, yo, fuck, what should I buy? You know, first thing right. I bought was, uh, the dragon dagger, uh, power Rangers toy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I was right. like, yo, because I always wanted that, and I saw yeah. it on eBay, and it was like two hundred dollars, and I was like, fuck it, it's my money. And right. I, you know, I graduated college, and I was working at a, uh, an accounting firm, and I was like, yo, I gotta get the Dragon Dagger. I, I, that I had that spirit all the time, like I, that right. never left to me. You know, yeah. where like I love the freedom of like, oh my god, like let's just do a show, let's just right. fly to fucking fuck it. You know, know. no one owns me. Let me fly to fucking Tampa, and now you know who owns yeah. me, Doctor Fauci. Um, I I know. <laughs> I know. Oh. And, uh, the the freedom, the the uh, the uh, the the juvenile freedom of what we were gonna do down That's in what Tampa. I'm saying, <laughs> and like I actually pull it off, and like other people have a good time. Yeah, and we, we had Peter Rosenberg. It was me a fucking great time. Anyway, Skylar Aston, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Anyway, uh, like, look, I don't know why I'm going backwards. It's probably well, not the feel good. It's a good topic. time to reflect. You know, we're like eight weeks into quarantine. Right. Um, you know, I look through my phone sometimes and I see the the images, the poster from Calmania Two, I know, me, and it like hurts my we're feelings. Because we're exactly because I have that too. I'm always going through my phone, and then you see like, oh, we we did that for no reason. <laughs> like we did this for no reason. Um, Anyway, all right, well, let's talk about pro wrestling. What do you okay. say? Okay, uh, let's gobble it. Gobble it. All right, well, Aaron, let's go to you first. Oh. Let's start out of the ring. Yeah, I didn't see ring. it, but I feel like we, uh, Becky Lynch, oh, the yeah. uh, women's uh, Raw champion, is uh, uh, it, it was on the season premiere of Billions. 
On Showtime. Yeah, I uh, have never watched an episode of Billions before, but being a Becky Lynch fan, I decided to tune in and fast forward through the episode to her appearance because I saw like a still of it online. Right. So I I just don't want to spoil this for myself, but I'm picturing this show. And by the way, Dan Soder has been on the show. Go back and you listen to Dan Soder. He's on the show Billions. And I actually meant to text him to be like, (laughs) what what was the deal with that? And I I know he would would love to talk about it. Totally. But so uh, (laughs) – Becky Lynch has like uh, I was gonna say fire engine orange, what, what, whatever. She's got like pumpkin orange hair, yeah. bright pumpkin, and the show is about like business people. It's like venture capitalists and shit. Yeah. So where the fuck would Becky fit into this show? I'm guessing she plays something close to herself, like so, like uh, she makes a bunch of money as an uh, some sort of artist and comes into like to, uh, to like uh, invest in the billionaires. Okay, this is a very creative pitch that you have, and um, you are wrong. That is not the way that, not the direction that they took it. So, um, to summarize, uh, based on what I saw. Stupid, 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 stupid. Fucking wow. stupid. stupid. I, mean, I thought it was a pretty good guess. I know Randy was pretty tough on me there. I know. I mean, it was a little okay. harsh. All right. All right. Whoa, Randy. Anyway, Aaron, I okay. apologize. Randy, please silence yourself. Um, So Becky Lynch uh, appears late in the episode, and I fast forwarded to that part. And here's what I put together. At this uh, maybe hedge fund, there's two groups of people, and they okay. don't like each other. And the woman in charge, who you may remember from yeah. Sons of Anarchy, I think, Bad Men, you recognize her. She okay. needs to, like, get these two people together. So... They're working away later in the episode, and yeah. this is it. Peggy or Peggy Bundy? It is yeah. like the the she plays a Jewish woman on Mad Men, like a girlfriend, I think. Was uh, it? All right, so Peggy from Mad Men and Peggy Bundy, the girlfriend from, from Sons of Anarchy. Okay, okay yeah, so yeah. she, I think. Okay, so she comes. She so later in the episode, she's working away, and this like redhead woman comes in she's like where the fuck is she i need to see her she's like yelling at the reception i gotta say see this her redhead right comes now in again this redhead comes in and she's like <laughs> she's like i gotta see her all Get- of a sudden the vents the steam just comes out of the bed <laughs> she's wearing goggles yeah 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 no, but for real, she okay. comes in, she starts flipping out on the receptionist. And then the woman in charge, right. the boss lady, comes out, and there's a full-on fucking fight in the billions office. And she, <laughs> she like, lays Becky Lynch out, yeah. this redhead. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, our boss is a badass. And then uh, she reveals that, oh, this is – WWE champion, my friend Becky Lynch. Oh my god, who that's she horrible. Hi- who she hired <laughs> as uh, to come in as a team builder to fight. Now the funny thing is, wait, is but that she beats up somebody in the off. Like that's not even why. This is one thing. Wait, wait. So she has an actual fight with somebody. Uh, no, Becky Lynch has a staged fight with the woman uh, in the office to it, show her, it. like, oh, okay. and then Becky actually delivers some pretty, like, motivational messages about, like, coming to get, like, being champion, doing your best work, all that right. stuff. And your boy, Dan Soder, actually mm-hmm. is on one of the, in one of the two groups of people in the office, and he's like, 
holy shit, like, fuck yeah. Like, super excited that Becky Lynch is uh, in the office for a staged fight with his boss. That was shoot. That I can yeah. confirm was shoot. Yeah. Uh, that's He's, awesome. like, right in front, freaking out, super excited. And um, so that was it pretty much. And they hugged, they cheered, and guess what? Becky Lynch united the two sides of this workplace. Wow. A unifying champion. Yeah. Uh, just like I wish she would unify those two women titles and get the one off of a Bailey. Uh, uh, this Sunday, I got to tell you, I'll be honest, the, I'm very, very excited for Bailey versus Tamina. <laughs> I know. I never thought I'd be excited for a Tamina win, Bailey but let's go. Because I'm like, is there any, wouldn't you love if they gave Tamina the title? Just Fuck like, it. What? I just mean, the, fine. Yeah. And then she can drop it to Dana Brooke or whoever. Like, yeah. just let's go. Let's Dana go. Dana Bash, uh, yeah. you know, Brooke Baldwin, Dana Bash, and Brooke, <laughs> the two Brooke CNN Baldwin, anchors. By the yeah. way, fun fact about uh, Dana Brooke, her name comes from the two CNN anchors. Yeah, Dana she's Bash, a, a big Baldwin. daytime news watcher. And so that's what she's, her gimmick is, we figured it out. That's why she was the statistician. Uh, yeah. She was going for, uh, <laughs> she, that's why she was going yeah. the stats, going the CNN route. And mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's her gimmick. Her gimmick is CNN news anchor. Anyway, who does backbends? Uh, but it was right. it was fine. I watched it. I was it was totally fine. Becky Lynch's performance was great, and she looked really cool. Let's head on over to Merch Corner. What do you? Oh, and pivot from they, Billions Corner to Merch Corner. I'm done talking about Billions forever. Uh, I know. Same. 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 No, oh, no, I got no beef. Check out Billions. Support dancer. <laughs> Hilarious guy. Um. That that's a shoot, but uh, so uh, okay. WWE uh, put out face masks, uh, and you know, you know. I imagine all companies are going to start doing this if they haven't already. And yeah, check it out. Uh, I'm looking at WWE shop right now. Yeah, I lo- I saw them this morning. You know, they're exactly what you would expect. There's not. There's no like. There's no like killer designs. The most creative they've gotten with it is making that part of your face the like what the wrestler's face looks like. So the right. fiend mask and um, Kane's like bottom of his face. Any wrestler has a mask. Uh, you know what my problem with these is? Is that yeah, a mask is an item that you it, it exists to wear in public. Right. And it is for others to see. It's not like a shirt where you wear it around the house. Right, right. And none of these designs, except for maybe, in my opinion, the Mustafa Ali mask. No, that's what I was going to say. Mustafa Ali is the best one. I love that. That's the only one I was like, oh, maybe I'll buy it. But then I saw they don't ship until June 1st. So, oh. like... Yeah, by then I'm not wearing a mask anymore. Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't want to wear, you know, a you can't see me John Cena mask. I mean, I probably would, but I don't know. None of these designs are super cool, and not many logos. Um, yeah, it's just nothing I would rock. Yeah, I, I, when I and it's like a big like print cool. in the middle. Like I think the cane one is technically the best one because it's like part of a cane mask, so that's kind of cool. But. You know, none of them are particularly amazing. The Fiend one's just too scary, to be honest. I know. It's <laughs> I so weird. That, I think people are just going to – that's just going to be creep people out. The, you know, if I probably got one, I'd probably just get the, like, just the title. Just wearing the yeah. title on your face, especially because I have the fanny pack. So then it's just a ridiculous outfit. 
Um, Dan, I hate to do this, but I have to step yeah. away for two seconds to Go print a document for my boss in yes. my office. So Go print it. Do it. Uh, I'll be I got, right back. I'm sorry. All right. That's fine. I got tons to say. All right. Aaron's not here. Finally, I can be myself. Uh, 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 but anyway... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, I think if you want any of these masks are cool. Maybe the Rollins one's a good time. Uh, you know, they, good idea. Good idea. Anyway, uh, another thing, by the way, Undertaker Last Ride documentary coming out uh, Sunday. It's going to be debuting after uh, Money in the Bank. So uh, if for any reason you weren't trying to watch Money in the Bank, uh, I think you'll want to watch that. So it'll probably be up on the network. I don't know if it'll be up on the – I think it's – yeah, it's debuting after. So that is supposed to be – it's interesting because it's like they had the last dance Michael Jordan thing. Uh, documentary, which I haven't watched at all. Obviously, sports. I know I should. Well, people are telling me I will like it, but you know, <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like Jordan. It's not. I know Michael Jordan was important, but I, I like him. I'm, I appreciate him more now. Like when I was a kid, I, everyone was like had Jordan fever. Obviously, I didn't like basketball, so I didn't care. I had more Undertaker fever then. <laughs> anyway, not really important. Undertaker last ride. Uh, I'm going to check that out. Uh, okay. So, I want to talk about Aaron. Do we have you or no? Or are you still yeah, printing? I, I'm I, about to print. <laughs> okay. Do you think? No, because uh, it depends on what I'm going to talk about next. All right. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to talk about this this other thing. So I thought uh, before we get into this money in the bank predictions and all that, and talking about oh, the lead up on Raw and SmackDown. Um. I want to talk about the thing that I found the most interesting when I was looking at uh, up stuff this week, which is this Matt Riddle interview. Uh, because I, 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 so, all right, here's where I stand on uh, Matt Riddle. Bro, um, well, I stand on Matt Riddle is that what he's doing is gonna work. Like all his heat with Goldberg, and he had Pete with Jericho, if you remember, and uh, Brock Lesnar gave him shit because he's boys with Goldberg, and he's getting uh, essentially what we've talked about. It feels like Goldberg uh, Riddle is kind of just. Speaking his mind, also playing the game a little bit, instigating heat. But in some people's mind, especially in the wrestling world, he's overstepping and he's kind of coming off as disrespectful to a lot of uh, uh, people in the business. The business has kind of a way of working. It's very um, fraternal in that way. Uh, and uh, he's kind of stepping on people's toes. I me and Shebs have butt heads over this. Shebs has said to me, you know, he thinks it's what he's doing is not good, or I'll let Shebs speak for himself at some point. Uh, back, but by the way. I, I, I uh, you back in the mix? Yeah, I'm back. Aaron's back. But my thing is that I think Matt Riddle's a big star. I think it's going to work. And not only that, I think what he's doing is necessary. Somebody needs to be – we need more honesty in WWE. We need more wrestlers saying how they actually speak. In the social media age, we can't have I, – I, it's not that you can't have every wrestler doing this, but the biggest problem with WWE is that Vince controls basically all of it, and it's too many guys to control. I'm not even knocking Vince creatively. We, I, I could on many, many – decision. <laughs> Obviously. Or G uh, yeah. took 
Chad Gable, who still put on the best match I'd ever seen at uh, that WrestleMania weekend. It was a uh, fucking American Alpha uh, versus the Revival. Pretty much besides Jason Jordan, all wrestlers who have been wronged by WWE in terms of creativity. Uh, but uh, amazing, amazing talent. We've seen it, and then he's called Shorty G, and it was reduced to his height, which, by the way, I never even noticed he was that small. We could have no. played him up as being big, whatever. Because he's not that small. I don't think he's actually, like, a sh- short person. Like, Is he, like, 5'2"? They he's not like, like he was 5'2". He's not, like, Seth Green height. Right. Hey, folks. Seth Green's 5'3". I know that for a fact. Oh, and real quick, Shorty G is five foot eight inches. Right. So he's my height. Uh, Nike. <laughs> Shorty D. Yeah, Shorty D. Now that's also Daniel Bryan's height. Um, right. I know all the five eight guys. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit above five eight, if you must know. Yeah. But he doesn't feel that small. You know, um, that's very short for a pro wrestler. But when you have that kind of power uh, and, and athleticism, I feel like you could play it up. Anyhow, that's the way they went to go. I didn't mean to relitigate Shorty G. Okay. My point is, is that we I think that wrestlers kind of speak in their mind of being honest on their social media, especially about things they're upset about. I think it's okay, and I think it's part of wrestling. Uh, I understand if it's uh, like a legitimate sports organization and maybe you're kind of breaking from protocol and whatnot because it has more rigid rules. But pro wrestlers need to get over, especially in this age of wrestlers being more true to who they are and themselves. Their names are more Matt Riddle. That's his actual name. So if he's not being authentic – then he probably won't connect. So I appreciate him playing the game, but also being honest with his opinions. Now, right. here's what he said, okay? And okay. this he did this interview with uh, Sports Kita. Um, and he said that I, I wrote this whole transcript, and I'm reading the whole thing because I, I was like, which parts can I cut? And I was like, I like all this. Okay, mm-hmm. oh. and I think it's an interesting conversation. But he says, I'll tell you this. Do I have heat with WWE or NXT or the people that run the show? No. Do I have heat? Right. With some people who think I'm disrespectful at times because they don't understand how business works. Yes. Do people think take things too seriously? Yes. So that pretty much already sums up exactly how I feel about what he's doing. Right. Uh, 100%. Right. Which is like the guy is just playing the game a little bit. Um, right. Well, and it's, the important part is also it's like, do I have heat with the people who run the show? Like, no, because. Right. What he's doing is like, I think, clicking for the people who like him and for, I think, the people who run the show see that. Yeah, and also, he, he's, you know, we're following in the CM Punk footsteps where that, your, that shit is rewarded. Sometimes pushing through that takes bravery. You have to be like uh, a Joan Rivers. Everyone applauded Joan Rivers. But you think about, like, the years comparing Matt Riddle to Joan Rivers <laughs> is why you listen to this podcast. Yes, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> but, like, uh, it's similar in their crafts where Joan Rivers was like, yeah, like, I made a career off saying what you're not supposed to say or whatever. Think about all the heat she take took for saying these things you know for say, like what 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 you're not allowed to say so it's like this, these walls sometimes of like what you're allowed to do what you're not allowed to do in this business they don't really exist is the, what you need to be doing is just connecting with fans that's honestly all that matters and he understands that on a level that i think a lot of wrestlers do not understand uh and they're not even trying um that's what's so frustrating for me about wrestlers that come out of nxt 
like a Shayna Baszler and seem to really have learned nothing other than like people will cheer for me, you know, because right. I'm booked to win. Uh, I, look, I'm, I don't. I wish I didn't even bring her up because I know I'm going to take shit for that. Uh, we'll talk about her a little later. But okay, let's go back to this this quote. He goes, okay. So he said, do people take take things too seriously? Yes. And honestly, I've had to give talks at NXT. Is not like. Uh, it's not like I stopped the place, but it's like interjecting. I'm like, I don't even know what that meant. Uh, I've had to give talks at NXT. Is not like I stopped the place, but it's like, it, okay, well, listen, this guy smokes a you, lot of weed. You know what he's getting at here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little, we'll talk about authenticity. The 420 uh, is real. Yeah. Uh, Bro. Wow. Uh, for me, that was a little... Uh, much more. Uh, but, uh, and honestly, he goes, and hey, I'm going to tweet... He, I'm like, hey, I'm going to tweet or say something that offends you. Realize I'm not trying to actually offend you. I'm just trying to make people think I am. I'm putting out an image, a facade, you know. So he's saying sometimes he talks to the other talents and says, gives them a warning. Like, let's get some heat going, right? Right, right, right. Okay, that's good. And then he goes, if I talk a certain amount of trash, people are like, oh, man, that guy's uncontrollable. He does what he wants. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing the job. I'm in the business I'm in. I'm a tag champ. I was in the rumble. So how does this guy have so much nuclear heat um okay he goes i was in vince mcmahon's office just three weeks ago before this thing broke out i was in headquarters talking to him and yeah we mentioned the heat i have with certain people but at the end of the day he signs the checks he makes it happen for me and they're in control not the talent so that's another part of this that i think is so interesting because he said to brock lesnar he does and he says it at nxt events and people go nuts for it at the end he says Yo, uh, he says to everyone, Brock Lesnar, he says to me, yo, give it up, kid. You're never going to fight me. He's like, he doesn't control who he fights. That's, right, right. That is the WWE model, right? Like, yeah. it's like Vince McMahon is going to come in and be like, Brock, you're wrestling this guy uh, and it's, uh, or walk away from $500,000. Right, Brock will right. be like, all right, for four minutes of work, I can't beat the he, – I'll probably beat him. Um, anyway, so it's like, yeah, he's actually – Playing the system that's in place, which is very smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, if employers happy and I can make them money and make them profit and I'm worth my weight and I'm pulling my weight, I don't see a problem. To answer your question, yes, some people have heat. Uh, some people I have heat with. Most of it's just high school caddy. He said this. People who just can't take a joke or a work. Okay. Mm-hmm. This guy – is so ready for main roster. This guy completely gets it. Uh, and this is why I've said that he will be – I said he'll be the first one to be uh, heavyweight champion of that crop I, I, and why I believe in him. It's not because I think the 420 shit's funny or whatever or like a lot, some of the stuff the, – even the bro stuff. It's like I like it. It's fun. But this guy is, knows himself. He's willing to be himself. You can tell. He's a father of three who's like, I'm here to just be as successful as possible for my kids. Yeah. He, this guy has I, – I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm making myself vulnerable to this dude's career. Plus, he can go. So he's, he's undeniable in the ring. So what are they going to say? What are they going to do? Right. What, what, what is anybody going to do? If he gets the heat, this is how this business works. You never – the best feuds of all time, people don't wrestle each other who like each other. We right. want them to actually right. not like each other and work with each other. We want yeah. Matt Hardy to get edged to sleep with his girlfriend. It right. makes wrestling <laughs> cool for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's that kind of like 
you know, oh, behind the scenes, like they really don't like each other. So like when they get in the ring, they're going to like really go at it. Like that hype and kind of authenticity is what makes it more exciting to watch and like why you tune in and why you buy merch and stuff. Right. It's pro wrestling. Like it's, and like there, there seems to be this like, uh, there seems to be like a whole culture there. It's the whole culture that kept the Young Bucks out of WWE ever that uh, doesn't get it. But I just think he's the perfect blend of it all. Vince is going to adore him. Uh, right. And that's the deal. Yeah. Now, let's see if I'm wrong. Right. All well, right. he's like, but like you said, he's working the system. So it's like he's down to clown and like, you know, if he's happy, he's happy. Yeah. He's working the system. Absolutely. Anyway. Um, okay. Matt Riddle, right. one of your guys? 100%. 100% one of my guys. Uh, one, oh, definitely. And you know what? I used to watch him wrestle at PWG, and he was not one of my guys. Oh, he used to just come out and just go, bro, bro, bro. And I was like, you know what? That was it. Everyone would go nuts. And I had a, a little bit of a full sale heat vibe to me. A little bit of like, all right, like everyone loves this guy. But like just saying bro is not enough. You know, right. but what blows my mind about him is like his ability to just like bump into Goldberg backstage on what he said. He didn't pussy out and go, hey, no. I'm sorry. I said that stuff. Oh, he's, like, no. all right. he's like, yo, I heard what you said. He's like, all right. <laughs> he like, was excited. Like the yeah. backstage footage, he was like, oh, I'm I'm ready for this. Like he was smiling like he loved it. He, he the guy is the man. Um, yeah, he's the man. Uh, well, you know. These are the men. Not uh, the men. I'm four or five women every day of my life. Okay, and before we get into Money in the Bank, I want to talk about one other th- thing that was brought okay. up on the Facebook group. Part of what makes this podcast uh, so cool is the 3D experience, the 4D, the 5D. Maybe many people are saying 6, 7D experience. We're entering the seventh dimension. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, I didn't know that. Uh, cool. but that's where I do this podcast from your house. Um, <laughs> but no, I like topics you guys bring up on the Facebook group that are interesting that I, I wouldn't necessarily think of. In the conversations and bringing them into here and a conversation going on in the Facebook group. And by the way, if you're not a member of the Cal Facebook group, I mean, what have you been doing? Where have you been? Uh, yeah. Uh, talk about the community wrestling Facebook group where we talk about wrestling at four, four in the morning. morning. Yeah, that's right. Under his eye. Plus it be, be the, the, uh, the, uh, the fruit. Oh, you didn't know. <laughs> um, so a- anyway, um, <laughs> topic brought up, I believe. by Good for Ryan. you. Uh, okay. You just, that I will have that on the soundboard by next week. Okay. Good for you. The, the, I have the clip, by the way. I think this. I, I don't remember. Maybe it was Steve Alkmoody or Brendan Daly. One of those guys sent it to me, so I have it. Okay. I will have that, and I also have a new recorded. Um, I also have a new uh, uh, rec- recorded sound drop. Uh, okay. But anyway, that I, I need to add. But I'll play it later from my phone. Anyway, so the concept, it was the, the conversation was brought up was AEW Double or Nothing is going to be fifty bucks again. We've talked about this in the past about fifty dollars. I had said in the past I thought it was steep to start um, because I was like they're trying to get a new audience, new viewers. I don't see people ordering a fifty dollar pay per view, especially when we're so used to getting content for free uh, about for a show we didn't know exists. Now, 
That being said, I think their first one that I ordered was Double or Nothing last yeah. year. And I ordered it for $50. I was away with Jamie's family and I was I was like uh, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna buy it. And I mean, God, I that was one of the best shows I'd ever watched. That was so fun. Lauren Moran was staying at my house and we yeah. bought it together and it was well worth the money. It was so fun and so cool that since right. then I have ponied up for their pay-per-views in the past, but uh, if you're not splitting the cost, it kind of Right. Hurts. It stinks. I mean, yeah. 50 bucks stinks no matter what, but like, you know, I mean, that, that pay-per-view had Cody Dustin, which I think is one of the classic matches, matches of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, hey, I get chills talking about it. I love yeah. it. But- Okay, but fifty dollars. We're in the middle. People, we know we're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, money is tight for people, and um, the argument was brought up: paying fifty dollars for a pay per view with no audience. I, I think audience being there, or I, I, for me, that point is moot. Like that's, uh, I don't care if there's an audience there. Like when we're in the middle of a pandemic, I'll suspend my disbelief. Right. My thing is this: there's a couple of things to think about with this. They've kept it at fifty dollars, so that means it must be working for them, right? I guess. Yeah. If I guess if they kept it, I'm assuming that they've had good turnout on the Bleacher Report app and stuff. People just right. buying it. I mean, the, like, you know, you get it and you do get to keep it. Like you can access it again uh, at a later date. I don't know if there's any value added there, but I don't know. Must work for people. Right. Like, well, I'm just saying like they must look at the numbers and go, right. Like I remember I used yeah. to play that game. I talked about this the first time we talked about this. Like it would be, I'd sit down in a computer lab in like middle school or maybe no, I think this was elementary school. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know who fucking knows at this point. Yeah. But, uh, um, and uh, stupid. Okay. All right. But uh, I, I, it would be like a simulator. You put the floppy disk in and then it'd be like selling lemonade and you had to oh, I remember that. Remember that? You had to yes. The price. Yeah, I do. I remember that. Right. Call, so, I forget what it was called. I don't know what it was, but it was like, oh well, how how like the point was like you're trying to sell all the lemonade, and right. that'll be the most profitable. Uh, so it's like a quick, uh, it's a quick, it's a way to teach kids like supply and demand early, right? right? Or whatever. Yeah. And so, um, like I thought I did really well cause I had like a couple lemons left, but like the smartest girl in the class, like she had no lemons, like on first try <laughs> or whatever, you know, yeah, my point yeah, is, yeah. is that like, it's really kind of as simple as that. You put out a pay-per-view, put the price, see mm-hmm. how the buys are. Do you think you could do better based on your weekly viewership? Now they have weekly viewership numbers. Yeah. Uh, how close are those to that considering people will split? Some people just won't have the cash at all. So you're, you're going to get less than half of viewers, blah, blah, blah. But they must be looking at that at this point, the cons, and saying uh, this 50 is working for us. Uh, Arlen had also pointed out, uh, businessman, official businessman business of the man, show. Yeah. Uh, and I intend to, as on the Dan Black Attack podcast, I pre- tend to bring in Arlen as well for oh, my business inquiries I'll be listening and outside of the wrestling world as well. So yeah. I have a couple of questions there. Uh, but uh, uh, Arlen was like, well, the reason you keep something at 50 is because you think that if you low, you think your people are going to buy it no matter what. You think your price is less dependent on uh, 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 on if people will buy. Your hardcores will buy probably if they were going to buy regardless. Um, uh, and that's what he's thinking. So I imagine there's something true to that. I think during a pandemic, the problem, I cannot imagine. 
Now, two two separate questions. First question, is the show going to be worth $50? That's 100% yes. This is this yeah. match this is uh, already this has some great matches on it. Forget about that. We're going to see Matt Hardy versus Chris Jericho in a final deletion style match like yeah. that's worth $50 alone just to And it's worth it. it to see it like happen live. You know right. what I mean? Like you could catch up see the gifts later, but I think for something like that, you want to like witness, you yeah, want to be there. An argument I have with Shebs all the time is that like part of what I love about the community so much and the, all this is that like we're all kind of responding in real time. If you watch wrestling even a week late, sometimes it's like, you, you know, you, you first off, you've probably heard about it. You're not getting the series of holy shits, holy shits. You know? Right. It's it, like reading an old magazine. It's right. like, get this. I, I already know all this shit. Like, right. So anyway, there's two questions. Is it worth it? Would you agree with me that yes, fifty dollars? You're not gonna if you're gonna pay fifty dollars, you're probably not gonna walk away from that pay per view saying they haven't uh, being like, oh, I wish I didn't spend it. You yeah, know, I mean, I, in terms of well, unless you I, unless you need it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's why I was gonna say it's like fifty dollars. It's all relative to what fifty dollars means to you, but like right. as a price point, I guess it's it's is it worth paying for? Yeah, it'll probably be a good enough show where you, hopefully it'll be a good enough show where you won't regret it. But I right. think the problem is like, what is fifty dollars worth to each individual person right now? And that's the that's the second part of this where I cannot imagine almost anyone based on my you know just my feelings for you know our community specifically like people listen to this pod and the Facebook group and just just you know just like whatever data I've gathered from being part of wrestling for as long as I have like yeah. that. I think that like if you put it at thirty dollars, people probably won't hesitate to buy it. They run hundred percent. Yeah, right? thirty dollars is thirty bucks. You're like that's fair. That feels like I could support AEW. You're like right. that's that also factors in the the cost of like well I could stream it, but like you know it's gonna come in good quality. I can watch it back and like I just don't have to fucking think about my stream cutting out and being behind and blah blah blah. You're like for thirty bucks like that hassle. I'll find thirty. Dollars, you know. Yeah. But when yeah. it starts hitting fifty, you start being like, I can watch this for free. You know, like I can't yeah, yeah, probably yeah. stream this somewhere and like I might be a little behind, but like I I know in three hours I'll still have fifty bucks. Right, right. One hundred percent. Right. So I think their price point is probably off. Uh, it just uh, just guessing uh given the pandemic. Right. Well, and I guess to me, it's like AEW is supposed to be this like progressive kind of like, you know, company that cares more about its people and stuff. And I think like we're in a global pandemic, like right. the whole country is out of work, essentially. And, you know, you would think if there was a time to be like, hey, we're going to throw you guys a bone and like maybe lower the price or like uh, give you the first hour free. Like, you know, it's come up right. with some sort of deal that is a little more friendly to the times. Right. So I think that's kind of disappointing, but I guess they the must know something. Times. The times. They must <laughs> the know times. fake failing. news. Fake news. <laughs> Sorry. They must know something we oh. don't. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, 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 I think they're off. I think they're off. Um, 
uh, I think they're all they should make price. it a, a pandemic special and make it thirty dollars, twenty five bucks, or whatever. And I think the they fact would make more money for thirty. I think they would make more money for thirty dollars. Yeah, that, and it's this no crowd thing too, so it's like a whole different experience. It's mm-hmm. like paying fifty dollars to watch a movie on your TV or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't wow. know. So we, I just want to say, like this pandemic, we missed Re- Calmania, WrestleMania, uh, and then it went all the way through to Double or Nothing. Like, I, I yeah, you think about how unimaginable that was. when we were going to WrestleMania. I was like, fuck, I gotta go to Vegas for Double or Nothing. Also, that's gonna. We be- talked about it on this show. <laughs> like, we were in the springtime, and it was like, oh, like. I'm definitely going to go like we're going to get it together because yeah, you can drive there. It makes it so like, uh, right. like uh, 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 it's sexy. Yeah. Uh, and it's like or it's like a 30 minute $60 flight away. You know, like the amount you pay to watch it on your TV, you could go to Vegas. I know. I know. But but anyway, um, not to mention <laughs> AEW yeah. hasn't been on the West Coast. Like we haven't had a chance to even go. Uh, yeah, but anyway, would have been on. I think their price is off, but I will gladly support it because also there's also another way to think about it, which is like I don't know how they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that's true. I don't know how you know. I, 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 and again, it's like I know. I mean, look, there's a very small minority, extreme, almost a very small minority of people saying that I've now become very AEW centric <laughs> which is flipped. Uh, kind of crazy I think I just call it like like it is AEW shows have been like, way better uh, during the and the weekly show because they won't take away from the successes of Wrestlemania um, there right. was some amazing stuff and I think this weekend we will t- see this money in the bank match I'm sure I will adore um, yeah. Especially someone who loved the House of Horrors match. Right, um, right. I think, <laughs> I, I think, um, I think I'm gonna love it. So that's it. But um, I also just go back to my same thesis every time, which is I took WCW for granted. If AEW was to close tomorrow. And they're like, guys, sorry, AEW's over. You would be so sad, you know? <laughs> it's another legitimate competitor yeah. of WWE. And I'm sorry, for me, New Japan does not fill that, scratch that itch for me of like whatever uh, uh, soap opera elements of right, pro wrestling right, that, right. that AEW's willing to go into. So, and then not to, you know, and they pull a lot of the great New Japan talents uh, over. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying is that. So, I, I also. If they're in trouble, I hope they're more on. I hope they would be honest about it. I don't right, know. Right. I guess they have this TV deal locked in. All right. Anyway, cool. Let's talk about money in the bank first. Okay. So I want to. That's the money in the bank sound effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Is that uh, Outlook? So I was Outlook, folks. <laughs> it's four fifty-five. I'm still on the clock. <laughs> the Outlook is clear. Um, yeah. But uh, money in the bank card. I just want to talk about the actual money in the bank matches for a second. So last week I had said that. Okay, I'm just going to go start right here. Let's go. I, I, I could use MVP to just go away. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? I t- Truth told, I kind of have fast-forwarded through or just skipped his segments altogether. Uh, they're but, so bad. But I watched this week, and I was like, why are we here? Like, what? It, I I don't know. I, I didn't get it. 
Well, my criticism of it is like, I want to, you know, I want to hear how these wrestlers feel about me and the money in the bank. Let's hear what there was that. nothing. Right. So the MVP, he gets out there and he just, he take he's sucking all the heat away from these matches by pretending he's in a club. Um, look, right. I, I think that that's kind of whatever, but like literally like Alistair Black showed up. He's like, yo, I guess you're not used to hanging out in clubs. Like we're actually in a cl- like, you know, it's club. Like, I get it. Like, yo, welcome to my club. But uh, any, anyway, whatever it, it just it just wasn't really working, um, and then they did it again. It didn't work last week. That's it. Now I was never an MVP mark, by the way. I watched a lot of MVP wrestling. I was there when he showed up. I remember his debut. Just you know, whatever. I, I you know I like the idea in theory, but I, he never really clicked for me. It doesn't really matter. The point is, it's like. I want more stuff. The stuff I'm asking for, they actually did on SmackDown. Daniel Bryan came out to the ring, talked about why he's so excited to get a shot at the Money in the Bank briefcase, like what that match means to him and how much he loves wrestling. And now it's a a unique style of match. It's one of its kind. And he loves the competition of being in there. And And it kind of seems like it reminds him of like his past wrestling endeavors. Like he's wrestled in... Uh, pawn shop parking lots right. and grocery stores and all this stuff. So, and he's never was, wrestled in an office building. You're like, right. Oh, that's cool. It's like, yeah. And then, and and uh, uh, I was like, oh, all right. Here's what this match, this match means to him because it's kind of easy. In my mind, you start going like, oh, all right. Well, and, and they did it again by also AJ. Great. AJ comes out. We get this new mean AJ, and he comes out and he's like, yo, I, I he's excited to be in this Money in the Bank match because it feels like he's in embarrassed about what happened at WrestleMania and it's like yeah I want to I want to I want I I need a quick way back up to the top cool now you feel these characters their mindset going into this match is not just I'm a wrestler in here this is a good way I can become the champion especially because titles in WWE they don't feel like they matter as much because there's so many of them yeah, that's uh, so. That's what I was talking about, and I thought that Daniel Bryan segment that like worked for me. And then Corbin came out, and it was like, yeah, Corbin starts off every uh, single SmackDown. Uh, every single, I really do not like him. I don't know. People are like, oh, he does good work. You hate him. That's why he's doing good work. But I just like cannot stand him. Uh, I liked when Daniel Bryan did call him out and call him a loser, though. That felt very satisfying. Yeah, like threw it in his face that he blew it. You know, I, I go back the, – the main note I have in my head always when I'm watching and I'm thinking about what I'm going to say in the podcast, uh, that's right, people. I think about some of this stuff. But uh, his – I'm always like, well, the, like the king gimmick. It's so stupid, you know? And, Is it like a forever gimmick too? Like that's just his name now? Like, But like being king of the ring is classic and it has worked. Like the king booker, that kind of worked. Like <laughs> – that kind of worked. It's, it's 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 not that it doesn't work. It's just that the way Corbin does it, it's like it's like, are you a king or are you just like a like a me- hard metal guy? Like because he's like all oh, my subjects and like all that, and it's just like it, it like doesn't he's he's good at getting heat. He's proficient on the microphone. He is gets a lot better. I've said it before. Baron Corbin, he's pretty good. You know, like yeah. 
he's pretty good. Like he's okay. He, I understand why Vince puts him out there because it's he can get the job done. He, he does have an unlikable quality to him. But as a thing that the King thing, it's like all right. So he came out at one point. He had like Ziggler and Rude. It's like what I start zoning out when I'm like, oh okay, this is for like little kids. Which by the way, that's my fault. This is for little kids. Yeah. Um, which is another reason I like AEW a lot. A lot of it. Right. It feels very adult. And it's a lot of it is definitely not for kids. <laughs> right. Like one guy's called the Murder Hawk, um, <laughs> uh, and then there's a, uh, there's a, a bunch of guys. There's three guys that legitimately look scary, and they call themselves the Death Triangle. <laughs> I, I like that. I, you know, I, there's something about that. Like I I, I like uh, anyway. WWE has their fair share of 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 uh, uh, it's harder for them. They're playing to a way broader audience. Like I totally get that, and they're they're pretty slick sometimes about how they make their content more adult with like Brock and whatnot, and yeah. and the Fiend. So they do do that. I'm not saying the whole product, but when they start just being like, all right, he's a king. Some people follow him, whatever. But c- compare like Corbin's king gimmick to what's really working about Rollins' gimmick, where yeah. it's like, oh, I'm a messiah, like. You lit like I'm literally in the world of it. Really believe that like Buddy Murphy is following him and has like become mm-hmm. like the Scientologist. Uh, 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 like he is the L. Ron Hubbard of right. uh, of him. Uh, that that the Rollins thing is really clicking and working. But it's like weird that like then you have a guy pretending to be a king, but like. What is he? The reign of what? He just he won that tournament, but like right. now he thinks he's he's a king. Like right. so stupid. And then it's, it's so kind of sad. <laughs> like, right. like you think you're king of what? And, and like you think about when like Austin, you know, when Austin, uh, when Austin won King of the Ring, like he came out there, he didn't like put on the crown and this and, and that. He like cape. went up there. Right. He went up there. They're like, oh, here's the cape and this. And then he's like, get that piece of shit out of my ring. Right, you know, right, right. That feels more like what. A W style thing where like there's a there's a throne and then Cody smashes it like right. I, I don't I, I'm just calling it like I see it so um that being said the thing that A W will never be able to do that W W E do was own a real off active office office <laughs> building <laughs> right <laughs> and, and, like literally people will be in there doing marketing and whatnot. Right. Like literally the, that's what works about makes WB so awesome is that Vince McMahon is the legitimate majority shareholder of a publicly traded corporate <laughs> entertainment right. uh, 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 company. And he also uses that office for guys in underwear to fight each other <laughs> in the hallway. Like it's what <laughs> to try to get to the top of the building. Yeah. It's, 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 it almost goes back to what we were saying at the beginning of the episode. That thing of like, oh, I get to be like an adult and buy my fucking dragon dagger or whatever. Like, right. Vince McMahon is like living that dream of like, I'm an adult. I do adult things. I this is my building. Bank. Yeah. <laughs> but also what happens in is my choice, mommy. Right, right, right. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I think, yeah. So like the Rollins thing is Rollins is really a great, great uh, talent. <laughs> This guy Rollins, you know this guy, right, Seth? Uh, Seth Rollins, yeah, I'm pretty well, you familiar. Guys? 
Um, how dare you even ask the <laughs> question? Of He's course, my guy. Um, uh, I got he, a big old stack of Seth Rollins t-shirts not too far away from me here. Yeah, I, Seth is the guy I probably have the most merch of because when I've been on my merch kick, by the way, it ties into my that same feeling. I, let's call it the first paycheck feeling. Oh, That's yeah. my merch feeling. Is like that. It's like, yeah, uh, the shirts. But anyway. I can uh, own as many shirts about one guy as yeah. I want. Like, no one's really going to be up my ass about it. My nah. wife will make a comment. How many of those do you have? But yeah. I mean, it stops there. Right. Um, I bought this in Japan, this shirt. Oh, I remember that. That's cool. That's a good Very t-shirt. Cool shirt. Love the color. It has the pop. It is nice to have like a red, a red shirt. This also yeah. feels like a shirt you could just kind of rock out. Like uh, I could, I could. It has a yeah, one hundred percent. You could wear that shirt in San Francisco too. That's the cool thing about <laughs> yeah, it because it has no snake. It's snake. No free. snakes. No guns. <laughs> oh, um, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Seth Rollins. The guy is uh, so interesting because Seth Rollins. Hot dude. Uh, um, very hot he, right now. Seth Rollins, when he wears the furry jacket and the, yeah. he has the new like undercut, Oof. I think it's the hottest he's looked. Uh, yeah. I agree. No? His body right under it. No, I agree. I agree. I'm just kidding. No, it's That's just like a little, Swayze it, Rollins. He looks so fine. And like yeah. his hair, I, I do like love a man bun. Right. You know what I mean? Like, ooh. And uh, his tan looks great. His hair looks great. And his body looks great. Yeah. And I think he's probably in some of the best shape of his life right now. He pulls off the man bun. And, and, and let me tell you why. Oh. This ties into what I'm saying. He's in great shape. Yeah. Seth Rollins is thriving without the WWE universe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I is mean, not a people person. <laughs> no, I I think like he's probably like he probably feels. I mean, he does great when there's a crowd. It's fine, but right. without it, I think he's really adding this kind of like dramatic flair that maybe is embarrassing for a man to add who's not like an actor you know what i mean like by trade and the crowd in front doesn't of a really, crowd yeah know? the crowd doesn't like allow you to do it he's, he's right. able to, like he's really focused you know and, and yeah. he, you know you know he is like a focused guy he works out really hard um he's obviously got a, he's got a coffee shop <laughs> yeah and a wrestling school next door attached to it i've been Absolutely. there uh, by the way, I saw some interview with him being like he had to like furlough his employees. Oh, we talked about this one, and he was like, "Oh," and I was like, "Bro, you can afford to keep your coffee shop employees." <laughs> You're like, yeah, I don't one know. Of the most successful WWE. Uh, uh, those people don't make that much. You can you can pay their wages. They <laughs> anyway, are they? Anyway. I don't know. I don't know anything about the coffee shop right now. I'd assume they're still open. Like he said, they are open. He okay. open. They are. Uh, I I just I hope he still pays his employees. He doesn't have that. He. The guy, I'm not counting his money, but he makes enough money to pay his, his small coffee shop. Well, his three employees. It's also but, worth noting that the coffee shop isn't entirely his. He's a partner in it with an actual coffee shop business. So right. I think he's kind of just like the face of the coffee shop, to be honest. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, and you went there, right? I did. I went there. Was uh, his face on it, literally? No. It, it has wow. like a cool like hip vibe, but... It you know there's no evidence that it is co-owned by right. Seth well, Rollins. So maybe he's not doing as well as I thought. When you go to the wrestling school that's attached <laughs> to it, that you there is though because there's like all the titles hanging up, um, right. you know, all of his like black and the brave stuff. So, mm. all right, well, he might have to. Uh... <laughs> 
insurance, insurance money. Fraud. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Seth Rollins. But anyway, uh, he's 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 he's, he's killed this week. More of the same, but even better. Yeah. With Drew McIntyre cutting that promo, fantastic stuff. He's really doing a nice, nice job. Yeah. I'm full on board with another iteration of Seth Rollins. Uh, I good, know another good one. Good for him. He's yeah, like was the great. only thing that and this is just more of a writing tweak when they asked him about Murphy before Murphy's match against Drew McIntyre, I would have loved, and I thought he was going to do it. Kayla was talking to him, and I would have loved Charlie. Oh, Charlie, sorry. Uh, and I, I would have loved, I knew when I said that I had it wrong, but I just kept <laughs> going. And then you corrected me, and I was like, eh, I should have said, I don't think it was, ca-. anyway, not important. But I thought there was a chance. I knew he wouldn't do it, but I was hoping, no, I did think he was going to do it. I thought he was going to say, let me tell you about Murphy. How, here's how I feel about Murphy versus Drew McIntyre tonight. Murphy is going to lose clean. I thought he was going to say, Murphy is going to lose clean. It's not about that. My match is on Sunday, you know? Right, and he's like, right, right. Murphy's not ready. This is this is just a step for Murphy. He doesn't know this, but he's going to get destroyed. <laughs> and I thought like, it would be like one of his like a lesson. It's like, I know right. he's going to lose. Yeah, um, like 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 a book of Job type thing where you like yeah. have to subject your your subject to some hardship. That's deeper. I was thinking more taken of like they're gonna take you. <laughs> uh, but, they're gonna take you. Uh, know this? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna take you. That you know, I think that one line, not the skills line, is what made taken a success. People think it's the line where it's like I have very set, uh, very specific, specific set of set skills. Of skills yeah. But I think it's just when he gets on the phone with his daughter and he just says the opposite, where instead of saying like no, no, don't take it, blah blah, he just calmly is like they're gonna take you. Like this is, I know how this goes. I think that's what made everyone love that so much. Yeah. Well, also Liam Neeson is like a straight up old man, and he's got a huge. <laughs> he has a huge hog. If you didn't know that. Really. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun really? fact. Um, I've heard this many times. Uh, Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon Jinn, one of my favorite Asians. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the great Asians. One of the Filipino. great Asians. Yeah, one of Qui-Gon my Filipino Jin. brethren. He. Uh, Janice Dickinson, the supermodel, I think said in her autobiography that oh. it is like an av- a bottle of Avion water. Oh, fun fact about uh, I'm not. Sure how- Jin. Yeah, a fun fact there. Anyway. Anyways, uh, taking taking rocks. <laughs> good for him. Good. Oh, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I say it all the time now. Uh, but yeah, he's keeping with it. He has a very. It's nice in WWE when a wrestler has uh, a message that you could see consistency with that they're building. His story is like, oh, I sacrificed for that title, and I, and it's a burden not anyone can take. But then he has a, such a moment where he, you know, he's full of shit. He just sees the title, picks it up, and then he gets like completely distracted, and you're like, right. oh, all right, and then like, and he gets caught in his lie by getting beat up by Drew, where it's like, oh, you also just want to be a top, like get out your own ass. Right, right, right. It also sets Rollins up to lose clean to Drew. We need Drew to win. Drew is literally He-Man. I mean, yeah, it's so great. What a great wrestler. Claymore Um, kick is always, always effective. And the headbutt? I the love headbutt. the headbutt too. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, great. But anyway, great, good for Rollins. Uh, he's locking in, and and let's keep track here. When the audiences start coming back, I bet he's gonna do worse. <laughs> I bet he's gonna. <laughs> I mean that, Dan. That's a ways away. So I, I don't know. Because yeah, I know. By the time it comes back, it'll be like a. Who knows? It's gonna be like. 
like every sixth seat or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and who knows if they'll even sell tickets? People will be like, I'll just watch at home, right? I gotta tell you, I would love to go to a wrestling show right now, COVID oh, or not. <laughs> I would kill. It's isn't it crazy that how we cl- like we think about when we went to PWG, like how I, close oh, we sat. Oh my god! Like, that's like that's not something I ever took for granted. It's something I always hated, and now right? I'm like, I would love to just sit on top of somebody and not worry about getting sick because I don't think I'll ever again think about like. Now I understand how the spread of germs work more. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I know. Well, it's just like looking back at old photos yeah. once again, like even looking at the Cow Podcast Instagram, it's like, oh, like I posed with like yeah. the other people on the show and a guest and Dan's parents and like we're in tight. And it's like, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that will happen again one day, but uh people like large groups yeah. of strangers sitting in each other's laps to watch wrestling and like get the, each other's beer slashed on each other. I don't know. The uh, Like even getting someone to get a beer for you. It's like, who knows? Oh yeah. But like, they're going to start putting like cameras on the phones that go like this, right? Like so you could social distance picture. Yeah. Like the picture we took of like <laughs> right, the right, hoodies. Right. Right. It's like you're going to have to be like, you want to take a picture with someone, like the new cow pics will be like all Abbey Road style pictures. <laughs> right, right, right. No, well, we'll do like a fisheye lens so yeah. it appears like we're. Oh my God. Anyway, a lot of good stuff happening is what I'm saying with AJ's, do, uh, you know, AJ's back meaner than ever. I thought that was really good. Now, um, uh, in terms of SmackDown, uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about just Money in the Bank pay per view. But let me see if there's things I can. Well, these will, these will, these these points will tie into just the match. Um, the one thing I, we were, we were talking about MVP, and we went all over the place. But let's yeah. just get back. Let's like Tarantino it. Come back to the to the beginning of MVP. But, you know, whatever you might like him. I don't know. But man, Shayna Baszler. Is so bad. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. Oh my god. That, it's an I saw that problem. Um uh, I think about the fall from Grace for Shannon Baszler. I mean, from uh, the hottest NXT champion to now in, in in on the main roster, really just fumbling every moment she gets. Now, and now the writing's not great. And let's just listen to this line. Oh, please. I'm a like, new, I have to a take, new permanent sound drop when I take get my sound headphones off. off. Opera non verba. I need to brush up on my Latin. <laughs> <laughs> you caught that part. That's funny. Uh, wait. Non. Hold on. I got to get it. Get... Opera <laughs> non verba. It, that was the one of the that was like almost like suffering succotash, uh, <laughs> like like uncomfortable moment. She just goes, she's sitting there with the mic, she's like, she's like, like you know. I know she like yeah. winds up for like twenty seconds, and she's like. By the way, as a performer, I know what that is. Like, there's a thing where you're 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 kind of like when you're like a little novice, with, right, and a little nervous. You kind of like are late to perform yeah right like because you're like it's kind of like you need like a little like head start you're like should i go now blah, blah, blah. and then you're like oh the, you know you're like i should have just started but then i waited a little longer and then time went by with you thinking about that so she's not comfortable yet so that's credit to her like that but she's like all right like <laughs> <yeah."> <laughs> <laughs> you guys like, have to watch the youtube of this <laughs> 
Then she like grabs the mic. She'll... Opera non verba. Yours actually sounded cooler. Yours sounded like <laughs> Bill and Ted. <laughs> Opera non verba. She says that, which. And then fucking MVP sells her out. Oh, I got to brush up on my Latin, which like makes it even less cooler. But also, so okay, cool. so she says opera non verba means uh, deeds, not words, right? In Latin. And uh, yeah, it's not cool. There's, It's just not cool. And she doesn't sound cool. She just, man, I, I, I it was so weird um uh, but I, i'll say this segment no one looked good in this segment the segment was not great it was like zero it was just like surf it was like a pop-up ad it's, or something it was like yeah for the money in the banks for the women there was nothing there was nothing important said like yeah you know oscar's bringing as much kind of spice to her kind of yelling in japanese thing as she can but it's like everyone like what she did yeah, she was having fun with it, but everyone else is just like, ugh. Non-verba. So lame. Non-verba. It's like truly cringeworthy to listen to over and over again. Like, why she, now she's talking Latin? Like, she makes no sense. She'll listen. She'll find it. Uh... <laughs> I was talking to Tulo. He was like, she doesn't have to be good. Like, I read Tulo, that. That was so funny. What are you talking about, bro? But anyway, I'll 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 beat him up for that on the uh on the uh, bonus app. But uh yeah, I mean Chana Basler has got a lot of work to do. I mean, she cannot in this state cannot be winning that briefcase. Uh, no, 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 no. It's no, not no. good for her to win that briefcase because she, no. she she won't have a Lame. good title run. It just it's not it, uh, you know, if they're trying to do a thing where she'll get the briefcase and then cash in on Becky, um, like no. if they're trying to do that, because then it like makes her loss not as bad. I, I hope they abandon ship on that. She just needs more time. She needs to figure out her deal because she's just not she's not quite ready. And uh, yeah, anyway, she's like she's like really tough and like looks like a badass. And like when she had her horsewomen in NXT, she didn't have to say much at all. But I feel like the more she talks it really is hurting her every time. You know what I mean? It reduces the threat level yeah. by like a significant amount. And it's like, you guys, and like, I'm sure there's a way like a woman can come out and seem like tough in a different way than Becky Lynch or anyone else that like suits her gimmick. But this is not it, you guys. non-verba. I don't like it. <laughs> Dance. <laughs> Uh, but no, the oh, other thing she does on. is that she picks the mic back up. Like she, it's not like she says like, "Yo, I'm not gonna talk." Then she picks the mic up and says more. It makes it even worse. Listen, we all have our bad segments. She's got to figure it out. But I'm just saying, uh, she's not there. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about the women's money in the bank match has changed since we talked about it last. Carmella is now in there. Um, and then the rest is the same. Oscar, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Carmella. Um, you know, I mean, I think they could all win. That's what I said last week. I it's think a level it's, playing field. Yeah. I, I guess I, if I, I don't know, I don't. Gun to a head, I don't know. Because like you said, they could all win. But I would like to see maybe... Nia Jax or Asuka. 
I, anyone except for Shayna Baszler or Dana Brooke, I think, would be fine with me. Yeah, I mean, I like uh, Lacey Evans. Yeah, all, all these women are not really the only one who's really positioned for it. Is, uh, like Shayna and Nia are positioned for it. Lacey actually is not a bad. She's not bad. She's not. She. I, I kind of feel like she. She's hurting she could use a crowd you know it's hard to get yeah you yeah, need yeah. here like on this lead up that's just making it awkward but right uh if i had to say who do i want to win it i would think uh i think probably nijax is the best one the best person to give it to right now just I based like on Lacey. the current landscape yeah. yeah all right the men's money in the bank has shifted slightly um it actually is we swapped Otis for Apollo Cruz is what the shift was from that first week. Um, AJ Styles being hit almost – we had AJ Styles in it before he was qualified. I almost think that was a spoiler on my part because uh, of what I got from Wikipedia, but who knows. Um, maybe because they were filming it so people knew AJ was in it. Weird times. You know I don't I mean? know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who do you think wins this men's Money in the Bank briefcase? Well, Brian. I had I had picked Alistair Black in the past, but yeah. um, the rumblings are like AJ Styles might be the one, which he would be a great Money in the Bank briefcase holder, I think. But I'm still picking Alistair. Well, there's a couple of – the more I think about the Money in the Bank, I kind of figure out the slots for it. Like, Yeah. Yeah, like AJ is a great one. There are – there is this kind of like – other zone where it's like you're fucking great you sh- you could easily be champ it's just not time for you right now right. and it'd be cool for you to have the title like yeah. uh alexa bliss is is like another example of that yeah. kind of wrestler where you're like oh it's a bummer she's out of the picture but if we give her the briefcase she kind of is in the picture um mm-hmm. and like aj's like that where it's like it's just cool to see like aj we know that he's not gonna he's not in a position to have the title but him holding the briefcase all year would just be very fun yeah that's what i mean like it would be it would be fun especially if he's like extra mean and like right. you know on a streak yeah so it's just i mean I, and but like daniel bryan with the briefcase doesn't excite me at all uh because it's like it yeah i don't it just doesn't and i mean like the briefcase is like probably made of like you know toxic metal <clears throat> yeah. you know like i don't Absolutely. think it's a recycled material so oh, yeah an eco-friendly briefcase that would be if, if that if they said that that would happen then i would sign up for him right away yeah um boy oh boy we this is the time we could have used eco like i still don't know why they had to drop the eco thing so fast uh, yeah i still feel like why couldn't he be giving us lectures like now he's just kind of like daniel bryan the wrestler guy uh it's less fun like yeah. drew gulak's his be, trainer like what right. are we talking about i don't know this awesome gimmick going why well it's like the fiend lost the title he didn't lose the gimmick Right. He could be, and right now, like, we're, you know, it's like this thing, we're all in this together, like, one planet. Yeah, babyface, eco-friendly, Daniel Yeah, Brown. we could use that. All right. Take that. You're right. That's great. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about these Braun versus Bray. I mean, so that, that's my, the, the last, like, topic I need to talk about, which is I need to. So, interesting thing. Love this feud. Obviously, it has roots, and I think Bray Wyatt. First question is: Is this just a match or a funhouse style match? You think? I think it's just a red light match. 
Yeah. Because um, they would have trotted something out, right? Like right. on socials, like, oh, they're going to be in like a dilapidated barn match or right, something. Right, 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 right. And that feels like, cause, and also like Bray Wyatt needs to lose this match. And Braun, just because Braun's not going to lose. I mean, I'm fine if Bray Wyatt wins, but Bray Wyatt with the title in this time is just a mistake. He does not need to be the champion. No, it's All fine. the fun stuff you could do with him, like he doesn't need the title. Braun Strowman yeah. needs the title. Like I like Braun Strowman now because he's the champ. Just right, he's like right. he looks cool, like holding a title, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it works, but Bray doesn't need it. But like, and then Bray can't really be losing at his own concept matches either, right? I. He can, I think, right? Like, right. especially if this is just like an in, the, yeah, concept match, yeah. Like, like a, fire, a fun yeah. house style match. Can Bray lose one of those? <laughs> I don't think so, because like he, if it's that, he's in his own like supernatural turf. You know what right. I mean? Like, it should be impossible for him to lose, especially when he can like warp you into different times and dimensions. Right. Okay. So, uh. Yeah. So yeah, I think Bray. I think I think Bray just has to really like Braun. Braun can win that match, and I think almost they might be able to get away with Bray like laying down for him too in right. a way. But like Bray needs Braun needs to like when he wins that match, just like be spooked. He just needs yeah. to walk away like spooked because yeah. right now Braun's like not at all scared of Bray. Bray needs to be like like make him shit his pants a little bit. Yeah, and then, and then he still wins. Right. And there's definitely some interesting ways that Bray can lose, you know, in the ring and still seem like a threat to Braun because they have that family history. So who knows which direction they'll take it. Who knows? Maybe Sweater Bray will... What a fun thing that we like, Bray. You never know what the match is going to be. Yeah, it's almost what uh, Finn Balor wished he had working, like with the demon thing. Like he was Mm -hmm. like, "Oh, is he going to be the demon?" And you're kind of like, "Well, if he means he's demon, it means he's the same, but wins and has a different outfit and crawls to the ring." Yeah, Uh, and face paint, uh, like a weird sex crawl. Uh, Yeah. Bailey versus Tamina. I mean, Bailey's just gonna win. Uh, it's just a, just a, a holdover match. Uh, this is tangential, but yeah. I watched the um, Jimmy Snuka Dark yeah. Side of the Ring. Oh, I haven't seen that. Should I watch it? Yeah, check it out. And Tamina is, is not. She doesn't make a cameo to be like, "Yeah, my dad's trash." No, but her. I, th- I believe that's her mom who does speak pretty extensively in it i believe it's her mom oh about how bad of a guy he was no well he had a wife like throughout the whole thing i think and unless he was married prior to that the woman yeah his girlfriend died uh mysteriously in a hotel while they were together and they had a history and he was married the whole time he had a girlfriend so but i I don't know a wife of his speaks a lot during the show and i but i don't know he may have been married prior and like that's tamina's mom but still about her dad so interesting that's the part of wrestling you can really explain to people because you're like like I, I I was talking to this guy and he was like, you know, you know, you know the you're still watching that guy. I actually I, I, I know no that pro- guy. I had no problem with the dude at all. Like, and I think there's like a level of uh, let's call it um, ignorance. Uh, I like talking to those people. So do I. So do honest. I. I yeah. said it negative. I said it negative, but I don't mean negative to them. I mean yeah. a negative feeling that you get as like someone who knows how great this thing is. Right. And right. Kind of just like. I know I'm not going to get through to you, so it's kind of a waste uh, 
Uh, it's kind of like a waste of my time to even try, but then I always fucking try. No. You know what I, mean? I always just go like, yeah, it's good now. Check out this guy. You know, I Daniel say the Bryan. same exact thing. It's good. It's good now. Like- yeah, it's good. And then I have to do this thing where like somebody will be like, yeah, wrestling is like even good anymore. And then I have to like just be like it's, – it's almost like you first meeting someone and because I have this podcast, it comes up early. You're almost like – you almost are a little combative about it, but like I've chosen to do that. Like where yeah. like people, I'll be like, "Yeah, it's good now," and I'm not apologize. Like I'm not at all gonna walk that back. That's like no, kind of like yeah. a thing. I'm 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 always working on that. I'm working on not like just trying to be agreeable with people because I right. like to like get along and not be like be like a little conflict averse. So I'll try. Yeah. And so if I go, it's good. I have to stick with that, which can be very tricky with wrestling my move is usually when i have a conversation with that guy and they say like oh i used to watch it and i'll ask who their favorites were and i swear to god like nine times out of ten their favorites are still wrestling they'll be like oh i remember like i loved randy orton or or whatever i'll be like well actually i just watched him wrestle last night and he's in the best shape of his life so that's a good way to kind of like pivot it and be like like, guess what yeah like i i also like I, i i I, I, I'm in this zone where, like, I, I, I'm such a fan of wrestling. I, I can't even fathom why you wouldn't like it. Like, that's right. another thing is that I gotta walk myself back to, like, yeah, you know, can't I get fathom it. it. I, can't, I can't even understand, <laughs> especially sometimes I meet people who are like creative people. Or in the sports, period. It's yeah. like, why but not? I, again, I, I'm not knocking them at all like i'm not i'm I'm more discussing my relationship with that moment where i gotta be and sometimes this happens in front of my wife and like my family i gotta be like yeah it's good i'm like fuck i wish this didn't even come up because now i gotta be like yeah it's amazing right i'm like actually it's amazing and then i gotta stick with that which here goes dan on his why wrestling's amazing tyrant and it also dominates it's like such a you know what i mean it also for some reason dominates a kid like uh, people like way stupider shit i know know. people build train sets and then i'm like oh cool train sets whatever like then that kind of just like comes and goes oh he builds train sets but like wrestling is always like yeah still still watch it and it it becomes such a thing and you're like oh yeah it's it's just it's not you have to remember it's no one's fault it just is what it is wrestling for some reason will always be treated this way stigmatized Uh, yeah it'll always be treated that way and so it's up to you to be like it's good i love it man um you're missing out it sucks that you can't enjoy and you're you can't enjoy that they own a building it's a real (laughs) office building pro wrestling they own an office building and they turn it into a fight battleground for a briefcase that has a contract where you at any time can get a a a a title shot uh of your choosing right all you need is a ref like me telling the people at work like imagine this our skyscraper building we're in right now is the venue for a fight between six men racing to the top to get a contract out of a briefcase on a ladder. It's almost like, yeah, it's like someone in your office, they're like, hey, everyone, just let you know, um, there's the, uh, right now we have the uh, money in the bank uh, envelope. It's 
right. It's, like, it's hidden around the office somewhere. If you find it, you could cash in and you get one day where you get to do Aaron's job simultaneously with Aaron. And right. whoever does the better job actually gets that job. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. Oh man! No, so I would fun. defeat so that fun. person. No one can. No one can do my job like it's, I do, folks. No one will ever. Absolutely, you right. Of course. See that there. There's there's some shoot. Anyway, yeah. um, Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. Uh, Drew will retain, and then yeah. Seth is in a really nice spot for a clean win. There, it's like, oh, my teachings have been all wrong. What am I missing? I'm sure they'll blow this, but that they have a great. Wait, this is a great moment to heighten Drew. It's like I, right. I, to Seth, heighten Seth. Drew will stay the course, you know. Right. Seth's already believed in Drew, so it's not that far off. He's like, "You're good. You're just not the leader." And he's like, "Am I really the leader? I need to be. What do I need to do? I know what I do. I need more disciples. I need a crazier outfit. I need to go nuts. I need to paint a third eye on my asshole. Whatever it is, <laughs> uh, 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 there's a great way to set Rollins <laughs> off. Yeah, uh, yeah." Yeah, that's great. And I don't care about the tag division. I'm not even talking about the tag division. We don't have WWE. to. It stinks. Uh, it stinks. The tag titles stink. And that's where AEW is destroying them, except for uh, Chucky T. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, he's, the he's, previous episode to hear, <laughs> or Twitch streams to hear about Dan's take on Chucky T. Anyway, no, you know, I like him. I'm just saying, choose a physique. Anyway, uh, all right. Let's move. On. Let's just. I think that's everything I'm gonna say. Uh, remember, Money in the Bank uh, briefcase. Uh, Money in the Bank Twitch stream. Twitch.tv slash Dan Black Attack. We'll be watching that. Uh, probably do whatever the kickoff shows goes on. We'll go on probably an hour before uh, the actual main show goes. So that's probably 3 yeah. p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Check the Facebook group and our uh, and our socials, which you now follow. At, at Cal, Cal Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Let's go, folks. And um, if you ordered a hoodie, it's there. As of tomorrow, everyone that was paid will be shipped. Uh, they're getting there really fast. Uh, yeah. I don't know if the post office for something that's going out of business apparently is. I went there and they're. Man, these are sweet. We have like literally six of them left. Yeah, uh, we have medium, <laughs> large, and uh, I think that's it, Dan. Yeah, that's it. And uh, yeah, so if you want one, if you're thinking about getting one, you might not be able to get your size, but you can grab one of these. Uh, we don't have any more. Uh, but they're uh, so cool. They're I'm going to put awesome. mine on now, actually. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. So, and the bonus episode this week, uh, next right now on Monday, blood sports out, but also, um, uh, we'll be discussing, discussing kickboxer vengeance starring Batista. Also, we'll be discussing kickboxer one, uh, and whatever kickboxers I watch still, because I had like one of my Dave Matthews style existential, uh, moments, how the joy I was getting from watching kickboxer one. Oh, cool. Yeah. We we watched it uh, simultaneously on Tubi the other day, and it is a, it's fun. It's a five move movie. Yeah. Uh, Honorary five move movie. <laughs> yeah, if we ever do it, which maybe we will, but I'll I'll talk a little bit about Kickboxer and how it relates to that movie. Uh, that's going to come out on 
um, Monday as well. The NXT AEW bonus episodes come out Friday morning with me and the supermarket Nick Tulo and whoever wants to stop by. Uh, NXT this week, I'm pretty excited because Karrion Cross is going to debut with Scarlett Bordeaux, the old smoke show. Uh, mm-hmm. Excited to see her on NXT. I'm very excited for her in general. More excited than for him, but he is a pretty hot dude. Don't let that go to ES fool you. Uh, I don't know why he has that. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then Charlotte versus Io Shirai for the right. title NXT title so NXT is a pretty good week coming up and AEW we have Cody versus Janela Moxley versus Kazarian for non-title so uh, and then Kenny Matt Hardy's first match Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy on a tag wow. team together versus Jericho and Sammy Guevara I mean Great, a great company. Uh, NXT has a very exciting show this week. So NXT seems to have fallen. They've NXT has found their groove, I think now uh, yeah. for their their uh, quarantine groove. So anyway, that's the stuff we'll be talking about. I'm excited to watch that. And also, one last plug. This Monday, also, I'll be releasing my first episode of the Damn Black Attack podcast. More info posted in the Facebook group. Um, and uh, check it out. It's uh, going to be fun. My wife, Jamie Lee, on there. Uh, trying to, talking about meditation and what <laughs> with me is like. Uh, uh, and uh, it's going to be a very good, good time. Erin, uh, anything else? No, that's it. That's it. I didn't Enjoy say your quarantine. Stuff. I think you said enough. I hope everyone is staying healthy and inside and enjoying their quarantine mania. The season rolls on. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for stopping by. Good time. A lot to say. And uh, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about the Matt Riddle stuff in the Facebook group. So, hey, that's enough. I could go on forever. Everybody, (laughs) I got to walk these dogs. Keep watching Wrestling Kisses. No more, Mr. Nice Q. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Comedians of wrestling. I listen up. Wednesday. The couch. (laughs) This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network. 